Welcome to the God and Cancer Culture podcast. This is Stephen Strang. You know, my new book, God and Cancer Culture, has just released. And this podcast are things that I think you'll be interested in that help focus attention on the book. We're doing a lot of things. I'm doing a lot of media. And as I do media, I'll be doing podcast sharing about that. Today, we did media in Charisma Magazine. You probably know that's the magazine I started in 1975 that's been covering the spirit-filled community all these years. I don't use Charisma Magazine to promote my things just to promote them. I do it if I think that it's relevant to my readers. And so in the September 2021 issue of Charisma Magazine, I did an article. It's called How Cancel Culture Will Affect the Church, America, and You. It's available on Charisma Audio. You can hear the entire September issue of Charisma on audio. And I just recorded reading this article, which is largely excerpted from the book. We did change it to be a magazine article. It's really kind of too long for one podcast, so I'm going to share the first half of the article now and the second half later, one right after the other. You'll want to listen to both. So here's the first half of the article, and then I'll come back at the end with an explanation of what we're doing next. How Cancel Culture Will Affect the Church, America, and You. We can't avoid it, so here is what we can do to face this pervasive force with Kingdom Initiative by Stephen E. Strang. Cancel culture is one of the most important, alarming, and life-impacting trends in America today. In my new book, Guide in Cancel Culture, Stand Strong Before It's Too Late, I address what cancel culture is, why it's happening, where it may be taking us, and what we can and should do about it. This revealing new book speaks profoundly and prophetically about where America is today, both spiritually and culturally, and what the future holds for society the church, and each of us personally. To be blunt, there is no avoiding cancel culture. It affects what you see, hear, the news you get, the education your kids receive, how normal citizens are treated in society, especially Christians, how we are allowed to run our businesses, our family, our churches, and much more. By its very nature, cancel culture is pervasive. It leaves No stone unturned. An age-old battle. Cancel culture really isn't new. Censorship, propaganda, and coercion have always been tools of the powerful throughout history, going by different names in each generation and under each new intolerant regime. The purpose is always to silence opponents and control society by dominance and intimidation. At present, liberal policies are advancing and a secular culture is aggressively trying to eliminate all conservative thought that doesn't agree with it. If secularists don't like what you say or what you represent, they shut down your social media accounts, take away your ability to make a living, and tell you that you have no right to your opinion. The message of the tolerant left to Christians and conservatives is simple. Be quiet and go away. Soon, it may be much harsher than that. 
It boils down to the ongoing battle between the kingdom of light and the dominion of darkness, which has been raging since before time began. After a few decades in America, which seemed like a paradise on earth when compared to other nations, we are now stepping back into the mainstream of history, and this timeless conflict is breaking into the open. The battle has come to us. We have no choice but to fight it. Since the 2020 election, cancellation has been happening at warp speed. In the first few months of a new, illegitimate, in the view of many, administration, a rash of executive orders appeared to be moving the nation closer to socialism and a one-world government. The new reality in America is that conservatives, including many Christians, are being censored as never before. It almost seems that this is the beginning of the end, and the Antichrist will appear at any time. A church divided. What bothers me is how divided the church appears regarding any workable answer. Among Christians, pick any cultural or political issue, and I can almost guarantee there will not even be the appearance of widespread agreement. It seems we are in an unprecedented season of fragmentation, division, and actual separation on many fronts. Instead of going forward in unity, much of the church seems to be going backward or simply standing still, waiting for what's next. Today, many Christians are stunned and discouraged. They saw Donald Trump as their champion, uh, wondering what happened and what happens next. It almost seems as if a depression has settled over many in the body of Christ. People are disappointed, despondent, recriminating, finger-pointing, and publicly arguing over who is right, who is wrong, and what to do next. At this point, nobody seems to agree. I know Christians who are so fed up or frightened that they want to check out and find a nation that is more hospitable to our values and beliefs. But while the pilgrims did that, fleeing England to escape government persecution in 1620, there is nowhere left for American Christians to go, no undiscovered real estate on the planet to provide refuge for the faithful. In our day, we live with the possibility that with one world government, there will be nowhere to go if surveillance and artificial intelligence help to enforce total submission. I believe that the greatest danger now is that believers will get discouraged, leave the faith, progressive wing of the evangelical community where they compromise the gospel to go along to get along. Worse yet, believers could retreat. The church has tried retreat before, and it didn't work. In the 1920s, Christians were blamed for prohibition, which was widely unpopular. And when the Depression hit, Christians were blamed for that too, because many supported Herbert Hoover's election. In response, evangelicals, called fundamentalists at the time, retreated in the face of adversity, only reemerging under the name evangelicals under Billy Graham and other leaders three decades later. Evangelicals also came to prominence in the 18th and 19th centuries during the First and Second Great Awakenings. But of course, those movements were later followed by bloody wars, 
the American Revolution, and the Civil War. History is nothing if not interesting. But it also matters to the Lord that we respond rightly with courage and vision. I'm back in the studio, and I think that's a good place to leave it. It leaves with a good thought. And then I'll pick up tomorrow on the podcast on how we must advance as Christians. I hope that these excerpts make you want to read the book. You can actually go to my website, stevestrangbooks.com. That's my name, Steve Strang, and the word books with an S. And there's, a, there's sample chapters. There's other things you can see. Also, a, a way that you can order the book. It's also available, of course, on Amazon.com, ChristianBooks.com, Barnes & Noble, many stores, various ministries are even offering the book. It's widely available, and it's starting to take off. And I'll tell you a little secret. The New York Times has interviewed me for an article. It remains to be seen when it comes out. I'm not expecting them to uh, praise the book, but I figured, hey, any publicity is good publicity. So, Tune in again tomorrow for the other half of this article, and I hope that you'll check out the book, that you want to buy it, and that you want to share it with friends.